Good morning. Today we are studying some of the saddest chapters in our study of the Book of Mormon. We went from there was not a happier people to a situation of war and wickedness. The chapters we're studying today are Mormon 1 through 6. And in those chapters we see a young boy, 10 years of age, who grew up with war and wickedness all around him. He is a holy boy and eventually a holy man. How can that be? I think it's important to look at some habits of holiness that we see in this young boy that protected him from what he was surrounded by. Nothing is said about his worldly successes. Was he rich or poor? Worldly success is measured in things. What's your house like? How much stuff do you have you accumulated? How much money can you spend on recreation and entertainment? But holiness is measured by looking at the heart. It's a measuring stick of how full of heart a heart is with Christ-like attributes. It's things like love for God and others, kindness, watch care over others, lifting of burdens, patience, humility, meekness, submissiveness. A holy heart isn't prideful or boastful. So what do we know about this young boy, Mormon? We read in Mormon 1, verse 2, Amaron said unto me, I perceive that thou art a sober child and quick and art quick to observe. What is a sober child? So if you look at the footnote, it takes us to trustworthiness. He at a very young age could be trusted. If you think of sober, you think serious or maybe the opposite of sober might be drunk. A drunk person is one who's under the influence of an external thing. A sober person is one who's independent of external influence. Considering what Mormon was surrounded by, that's a very important quality of holiness, to not be influenced by the society around him. He stood firm. Consider our world today. Rarely will we ever fall into a large sin and join the ranks of the world quickly. Most often, our pull to the other side is by degrees. You know, things like, well, no one will ever know if you, or no one will ever know if I take, or I can watch because no one's with me to know it. Or even more trapping is, I don't have time to study my scriptures today, or I'm too tired to pray tonight, or they don't deserve to be forgiven, or I don't have time to spend with. You get the drift. Those things weaken us. Without even knowing we are losing strength, we are being influenced by the world around us. Now the next thing we learn about Mormon is that he is quick to observe. What does that mean? Elder Bednar teaches that being quick to observe is a spiritual gift. It's one to develop and pray to receive. Elder Bednar states, in my study of the Book of Mormon, I've been especially impressed with a particular description of Mormon, the principal compiler of the Nephite record. 
The specific depiction of this noble prophet to which I would direct our attention is contained in the first five verses of the first chapter of Mormon. And now I, Mormon, make a record of things which I've both seen and heard and call it the Book of Mormon. About the time that Amaron hid up the records unto the Lord, he came unto me, I being about ten years of age, and Amaron said unto me, I perceive that thou art a sober child and art quick to observe. Therefore, when ye are about twenty-four years old, I would that ye should remember the things that ye have observed concerning this people. And behold, ye shall engrave on the plates of Nephi all the things that ye have observed concerning this people. And I, Mormon, remembered the things which Amaron commanded me. Please note that the root word observe is used three times in these verses, and Mormon, even in his youth, is described as being quick to observe. As you study and learn and grow during your time as a university student, I hope that you will be learning about and becoming quick to observe. Your future success and happiness will in large measure be determined by this spiritual capacity. Please consider the significance of this important spiritual gift as used in the scriptures. The word observe has two primary uses. One denotes to look or see or to notice. As we learn in Isaiah 42.20, Seeing many things thou hast observest not, opening the ears but he heareth not. The second use of the word observe suggests to obey or to keep as an evidenced in the Doctrine and Covenants. But blessed are they who have kept the covenant and observed the commandment, for they shall obtain mercy. Thus, when we are quick to observe, we promptly look or notice and obey. Both of these fundamental elements, looking and obeying, are essential to being quick to observe. And the Prophet Mormon is an impressive example of this gift in action. Elder Bednar gives several examples that illustrate this spiritual gift. And in this podcast today, I'm going to only share one from his talk. He says, Sister Bednar and I are acquainted with a return missionary who had dated a special young woman for a period of time. This young man cared for the young woman very much, and he was desirous of making his relationship with her more serious. He was considering and hoping for engagement and marriage. Now this relationship was developing during the time that President Hinckley counseled the Relief Society sisters and young women of the church to wear only one earring in each ear. The young man waited patiently over a period of time for the young woman to remove her extra earrings, but she did not take them out. This was a valuable piece of information for this young man, and he felt unsettled about her non-responsiveness to a prophet's pleading. For this and other reasons, he ultimately stopped dating the young woman because he was looking for an eternal companion who had the courage to promptly and quietly obey the counsel of the prophet in all things and at all times. The young man was quick to observe that the young woman was not quick to observe. Now, before I continue, I presume presume some of you might have difficulty with this example. In fact, 
This particular illustration of the young man being quick to observe may even fan the flames of controversy on campus, resulting in letters of disagreement to the daily universe. You may believe the young man was too judgmental or that basing an eternally important decision even in part upon such a supposedly minor issue <clears throat> is silly or fanatical. Perhaps you're bothered because the example focuses on a young woman who failed to respond to prophetic counsel instead of upon a young man. I simply invite you to consider and ponder the power of being quick to observe and what was actually observed in the case I just described. The issue was not the earrings. Quick to observe, prompt to watch and to obey. A simple gift that blesses us individually and in our families and extends blessings to so many other people. Each of us can and should strive to be worthy of this significant spiritual gift, even the capacity of being quick to observe. You might be wondering, that was close quote by the way, you might be wondering why I'm spending so much time on this important spiritual gift that Mormon had. Well, first of all, we live in challenging times, and we need to be as firm as Mormon was. We need to be trustworthy as Mormon was, and we need to be quick to observe as Mormon was. Elder Bednar goes on, let me now address the question of why spiritual gift the spiritual gift of being quick to observe is so vital for us in the world in which we do now and will yet live. Simply stated, being quick to observe is an antecedent to and linked with the spiritual gift of discernment. And for you and for me, discernment is a light of protection and direction in a world that grows increasingly dark. Mormon was trusted with sacred records. He was told the records to get the records when he was older and keep them safe and add to them. So at age 15, being a sober young man, trustworthy and not influenced by others, he was therefore visited of the Lord and tasted and knew the goodness of Jesus. What an amazing blessing. The choice then and the choice now is pretty black and white. We can be sucked into the darkness of the world around us, or we can stand firm and feel the peace, the love, and the support of the Lord in our lives. The people began to look to Mormon to deliver them from the destruction of war. Mormon, although leading them in the battle, knew that deliverance would only come if they would repent and seek deliverance from the Lord's hand. But it wasn't to be and the Nephites were destroyed. Mormon hides the sacred records in the hill Cumorah, and despite it all, he stands firm in the gospel. So the challenge question, what can you do this week to strengthen your whole armor of God? Have a great, great week, everyone, and remember to follow the Savior's admonition to come follow me.